Yo, you saw it right there. A SodaCon coming in hot. Tickets are open. Tickets are selling. I'm telling you, get your tickets. We don't want you to not be there. But today we have DJ Smokey Smoke to talk. Well, he's not here, but we're talking about his talk at Costco Hot Dogs. Everywhere I go, the people really want to Costco Hot Dogs. The true inflation indicator is a Costco hot dog, but we'll get into that without a doubt. Look, if you ask my kids, Costco hot dogs are on the top 10 list of greatest things in the world. I agree so. with that. You know why? One of the reasons is that you remember you ate one for like three hours. <laughs> okay, I don't know if my kids do, but I do. I do. So um, we, talk, we talked about it all week. We're so excited. Obviously, it's Friday. We got a little extra Friday energy today. Day. Yo, but we got look, some, let, let we us got just tell you that the momentum picking up with a SodaCon still over two months away is real and legit. And people are buying tickets and people are calling and asking questions and saying, can I be there? Can I help? Can I go? What hotel do I book? Right. There's still a lot of things to come. We haven't even announced a single speaker yet. Wait till we announce the speakers. Yo. But look, if you were thinking about it, go to a SodaCon.com and we just highly suggest you buy your tickets now because we don't want the sob story later, right? And there's not going to be the text messages like, yo. That's cold-blooded. I'm, I, well, I'm just, I'm trying to be uncharacteristically harsh so that people get the message. Because yes. you know what happens? You know what happens? The sold-out thing is going to appear when someone logs in to get the tickets. And we're going to start getting a lot of text messages. Hey, is there anything you can do? And we really are limited by the venue. Like, we're not joking. This isn't it's like, like literally we're not allowed to have more people like you'd have to stand outside at that point. Yeah. Period. Yeah. This so. isn't this isn't us like pumping it and then like selling out I'm like, oh, there's more tickets. Oh, we just found more. There are no more tickets. Once they're sold, they're sold. Um, so enough about that. We hope you go to a sodacon.com. And we also on LinkedIn just created an event for it. So if you're on LinkedIn and you want to be part of the event, even if you're not part of the event, you know that that's. We're going to be having news and some special stuff there. So check us out on LinkedIn. If you're not following us on LinkedIn, we noticed yesterday, like we're going and the LinkedIn following is growing and the engagement on LinkedIn has been awesome. And there are like people that are part of our OG community that like and, and comment and share a Sodu posts on LinkedIn that don't even follow a Sodu on LinkedIn. <laughs> Hey, I get it. Look, like following companies is not, you don't wake up every morning and be like, cool what thing. company should I follow on LinkedIn and Facebook, right? So we get it, but we would love for more of you to just kind of engage in the community in that way. And uh, whether whatever social platform you're on, uh, just be a part of the community and feedback, right? We love comments and, and people saying, hey, look, I'm thinking this about that or, you know, I'm not really agreeing with that. We're okay with that too. Please, yeah, we love we love when that happens. Actually, uh, we are launching. We're excited. We're launching a new long form podcast called yes. Auto Collabs by Asodu. Uh, we got some cover art designed yesterday, which made us all excited because we all know that the cover art is ninety eight percent of any podcast. Uh, we Period. have some really fun. We have dozens and dozens of conversations that we're about to have that we're going to bring to you long form, not like the show. Where we're giving you the quick fire so we can get a little deeper, more meaningful, more announcements about that soon. And last but not least, we are about to go from this live stream into the all things used car clubhouse room. And if you haven't been a part of that, you're missing you I, in be. our opinion, the single most valuable conversation in retail automotive every week. We are not exaggerating, not, not exaggerating. And people, it, <laughs> People, I've had these conversations. You mean on, you mean on Clubhouse? There's a conversation that I should be like locking down my calendar for every week. Yes, the answer is yes. It's really honestly surprising how dynamic 
every single week where I think we're in, uh, approaching or just about to pass episode 60 of that. And there's so much moving every single week in auto that the conversations that happen in that are not just like hindsight looking or um, future kind of like, hey, maybe this will happen one day. There are real practical, tactical things that your team can be doing every single week. So if you've got a team or if you're on a team, make sure that at least someone on your team is blocking out that time or blocking out time afterward to listen to the replay because yeah. it is extremely valuable to dealerships and industry partner businesses. Without a doubt. We try to chop up some content and bring you some on LinkedIn and Instagram just so you can kind of get a little feel for it. But the real value of the right. room is that you can be there in the conversation, ask questions, be there real time. Honestly, that, that mentality is really part of the model of how we formed a SoduCon right? To be much right. more collaborative and conversational instead of one person, you know, giving you their thoughts and feelings. And then you get up and go and hear someone else's thoughts and feelings, right? It's a conversation. So speaking about someone's thoughts and feelings. Segway. Time. All right. We're going to get into some news. Um, Jonathan Smoke, AKA DJ Smokey Smoke to the people yes. who know him best. Cox Automotive's chief economist uh, does a bi-weekly uh, bi-weekly presentation on his findings and his kind of analysis of the data from uh, the last two weeks. And so, you know, this this last one that just came out like a day or two ago, um, he kind of painted a picture that said, you know, we're hearing a lot of talk about recession. And he, he kind of put it in a very kind of you know, polite way. He's like, you know, I think that really is mostly coming from the people that benefit from headlines that scare people into reading their articles. So he said as yeah, far as his, in, his, his indicators... Right. He says that, you know, strong labor market, high credit availability and high high savings accounts basically are s signaling stability for auto dealers, like signaling stability across retail automotive. Um, you know, they're not being the new inventory situation that we're in. It's like that's stability. The fact that people's yep. credit scores are still high, that's stability. And so uh, he shrugged that off a little bit. He also, um, you know, here, I'll, I'll read a quote from this. And he says, my biggest worry from the dealer sentiment data is that the outlook is down lower than the current market, meaning that, um, you know, the consumer index, right, that shows consumer confidence. He said, actually, dealer's confidence is lower than the consumer index, which wow. is rare because dealers are rare. naturally optimistic. So, um, you know, he said the numbers are still positive And, you know, I guess as I, we would expect from him to be a little bit strong and steady in his approach. Yeah. I would say cautiously optimistic is the the approach that you should take to to just economist news like this and the regular news that's out there. This cautiously optimistic because we are still seeing. I mean, I was talking to a dealer yesterday that that three months this year they've hit record new car months, right? Because they sold in the pipeline, the vehicles arrived, and they hit record new car months. So there are dealers that are continuing to do that month in and month out. And, and so recognizing that that's going to be a continued, uh, you know, just norm for us over the next nine, 12, 18 months, but realizing that there is, you know, I think we talked about yesterday, or was it yesterday that, or two days ago that the fed is actually, uh, is making decisions based on, uh, the sentiment of the nation and just kind of the feeling around psychology, where inflation yeah. and the psychology. And so recognizing that those, those like underlying psychological things that are happening in the news are contributing to potential for recession and knowing that this is one of the longest periods in the nation's history without any level of recession. Uh, so there's, there's, 
there's imminent recession at some point, whether it's nine months, 12 months, 18, 24 months away, we don't know. So being optimistic in the, in the short term and, and pushing on, but being cautious with the way you're setting up expenses, the way you're uh, pursuing marketing and, and making sure that you're uh, driving home the right channels allows you to be present when, you know, when the inventory is still strong, which is, or when the, not the inventory, but when the economy is technically still strong, which is still right now. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we talked about this a few times this week is that operational excellence, operational efficiency in your marketing and your fixed stops and your hiring yes. and your retention. All of those things are things that you can control today. All of them, yep. 100%. And like, I love how you said like, hey, recession is gonna happen. Right? It's just a part of our economic system. We have we yes. have recessions, we have. You know, some, some of us have been through them, some of us have not been through them. And uh, I think, but in the automotive industry, most people have been through a couple actually at right. this point. Yep. So, you know, nothing new. Uh, speaking of inflation and recession. Stop. Segway. <laughs> Stop. Uh, double, double press. <laughs> Double press. Yeah, double press. This double. is this is my favorite. I'm excited. This is talking story. about hot dogs and Casco. I think right? we should so, benchmark crypto and benchmark the U.S. dollar <laughs> and the world index against the most stable coin that I've ever seen, and that's the period. Costco Just like, hot dog and soda. You combo. thought the dollar store was stable? They ain't got nothing on Costco hot dogs and a soda. They haven't done any right? of that stuff that people usually do, right? Like Gatorade's, like, hey, it's the same price, but they've strategically designed the plastic mold to reduce what how much fluid is in the bottle by like thirty percent. Right. No, yeah. the hot dog is the same length it's always been. So we're gonna start there. Um, so Costco in their Q3 earnings call gave special attention to the hot dog, which is makes me so happy. <laughs> makes me so happy. So um, in, the, in their Q3 earnings call, uh, Senior Vice President Bob Nelson, who was filling in for their vacationing CFO. I love how they put that in there. Um, just, you know, that's a, that's a little shot. Yeah. That guy was on vacation. So we got this that guy. guy. Was, he was on vacation. He was chilling on the beach. So he was we talking. were doing an earnings call. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put his name in, in the article out of respect. Um, so, so they went through their whole earnings call, talked a lot about price stability. And at the end, because there's all the, there's a rumor, a rumor mill started on the internet somewhere. I don't know if you've heard, but rumor mill started on the internet sometime. And he said, finally, I want to address some incorrect information floating around social media and a few other media outlets claiming that we've increased the price of our $1.50 hot dog and soda combination sold in our food courts. It was like, all right, children, gather around. I need to talk about something serious. It's like okay, the last thing. Look, I know that you think the $1.50 hot dog is now $1.70, but when it reads $1.50, it's actually $1.50, right? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, right? It's a massive brand play to come at it like that and not just that but look i don't know about you are you a are you sam's club or costco 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 okay they, in, in so we're Syracuse, sam's club, so. the sam's club's all closed by the way we've only had costco, oh, really? we've only had costco for like four years i mean maybe that's why the sam's club's closed i don't know there you go yeah so i mean we have we have sam's club closer but it's very similar it's like when when you're going with your kids there's this unique, like when you get to the end of going through this massive store. The frenzy of anticipation just, begins. This frenzy of anticipation. Like we're checking out, we're checking out the pizza or the hot dog. We got to get the pizza <laughs> or the hot dollar. dog, right? Yeah. It's only a buck. Let's do it, right? And that's just, it's an exciting part of what, it, so it's a big brand ploy. And then to just kind of like call their shot on it 
is is just so smart from from them to like you think about that an earnings call it's like q3 q2 is up and we you know here's our evidence and all, you know all this type of stuff and they're like but the dollar 50 hot dog yeah <laughs> you know? it's perfect he it's goes perfect. on he goes on to say let me just say the price when we introduced the hot dog soda combo in the mid 80s remember the mid 80s probably not was a dollar 50 the price today is a dollar fifty, and we have no plans to increase the price at this time. This is like when you have the conversation, and people say save like the most serious part of the conversation for the end, right? Now let's talk about something important. Now they did increase the price on a couple of items. They increased the price on their chicken bake, which I can't even remember seeing, and I've never had from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. So I'm sure the chicken bake people will be just fine if they were already splurging at two ninety nine, right. and a fountain soda went from fifty nine cents to 69 cents so oh no <laughs> i love it still i love 30 it so cents much. cheaper than still 30 cents cheaper than any gas station out there like come on y'all i mean there are whole research studies that talk about the costco hot dog i mean they obviously use it as a loss leader but they also use it like you said as a major brand play right this is signaling yes. to everyone like you're going to get more than you pay for at costco right and you can trust them, and it's stable, and it's the same size. So, like, of all things in the economy, as long as we just, John Roper just commented, remain cautiously optimistic as long as the Costco hot dog remains at $1.50. That is... You know what I want to see? I want to see Steve Greenfield's mobility index indexed on the Costco hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll present that to him next time. I think we just have to do that for him and then just you know, politely suggest that that's how he should run his business. There you um, go. There you go. All right. What, one more story today. And this one, this one uh, might sting a little bit. You know, usually we leave the hot dog kind of stories for the end, but it just went so good with the economic story. We had to put it second. So um, if you've ever read the website Jalopnik, Kyle, I know you, you knew about it, I think, before I did. Jalopnik is like, are you a Jalopnik person like before for years past? I've always just kind of stayed around it. I I, I appreciate they, they They have kind of a similar news uh, bent to, to us to what we kind of like bring it always you know you kind of read the article and then they give they give you their commentary at the end yeah and i've always appreciated that knowing that like it's an obvious opinion like street talk piece yep. um but just i like i like knowing that's it it's they're just very clear like this is what we think right yeah. they state the facts this is what we think and and you can you can kind of compartmentalize that and with it when a not, lot of news sources kind of like weave their thoughts into the news right and they're yeah. just like boom boom here it is yeah so yeah so that's that's what i like about jalopnik so jalopnik is if you think about it they're more of like a retail enthusiast angle this is their main trajectory right and then because right. it's all around cars right they they also have some commentary and some news on what dealers are doing obviously because it's about cars yep. so um i don't know how many months several months ago we reported on a website that got launched as is it markups.com or markups.org Either one I of those, but basically remember, but somebody, find out. somebody built a site. Thank you. Somebody built a site that lists consumer reported markups at dealerships all across the country. So go on the site, see if you're on there. And this Jalopnik article kind of lists, and I think they do this once a month. It's like the top 20 dealer markups across the country. So you can go look at this article that we linked up in the show notes and yep. see if your dealer. So they're, they're basically reporting on markups.org. Dot what org, they're right. doing. So markups.org. Yep. And they just went ahead and curated uh, in whatever, whoever the writer is, right? His top 20 markups across the country. And uh, we'll tell you the, the punchline in a second. So the, 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 the number one or number 20 counting down to one 
It was a $1,398 markup on a Hyundai Palisade, right? It's a modest markup all the way, you know, in the middle was about an $18,000 markup on a Ranger XLT, putting a Ranger at the same price basically as a full-size F-150. And then finally, last but not least, was a $200,000 markup on an EV Hummer, which doesn't surprise a lot of us. It doesn't surprise anyone because even like secondary retailers are doing like two two fifty on those things. So it doesn't matter where you're at in the market, you're paying a lot for an EV Hummer. Without period. a doubt, without it, because they're only making twelve a day. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're exactly. only making twelve a day. So, like as we always do, we don't just take the story at the face value. We dive into the comments, right? Because the comments are where the real feelings oh. come out. And as you can imagine, the comments uh, had a pretty broad variety. We highly recommend that you go in and read the comments. Now, look, when it comes to markup, big debate, big conversation, automotive, everyone is entitled to their own strategy, right? Everyone's running their business in their own way. We hope that you go to read the comments to understand how your strategy may be affecting your market and your perception. So, um, you yep. know, but in the comments, I think is a treasure trove of just awareness to the consumer mindset. People saying like, what, what the heck is MSRP anyway? Um, some people saying like, hey, do you know what's crazy? I've had more people ask me, like from my auto perspective, what is MSRP in the last like five, six months Absolutely. than ever? People that are outside of auto, because nobody's ever actually what, what I'm realizing it. is nobody actually knew or or paid attention to MSRP because it wasn't even a thing. It was meaningless. And now it's like everyone's like, if you can get a car at MSRP, you win. And everybody's like, what's MSRP? Yeah. You know? So this level of, I mean, we're having to battle EV education and pricing education. And so your team should be very, very well aware and in tune with what's going on in the market. Wherever you decide to place yourself on that plane of markups or no markups, your team has to be educated to be able to execute on your strategy. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. In the comments, so one of the things we've been conversating quite a bit about in the industry is direct sales, right? OEM direct sales, mm. the dealership model, legislation, how it's all coming together in this day and age. And what does the consumer think about that, really? Because we all have our ideas and perceptions. Read the comments. There are people in there saying like, yeah, this is exactly the reason that dealers are going to be eviscerated from the planet and direct sales are going to win. And guess what's next? Someone commenting and saying, yeah, you know what? Actually, direct sales would be bad for us because then one person would have all the control and then we would all get screwed. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Somebody's paying attention. Somebody's paying attention. And so um, we wanted to bring this to your attention. Again, go read the comments. Click on the link in the show notes and read the comments because you know, they're going to sting a little bit on one side. You're going to see some rational thinking on the other side, but it doesn't matter whether or not it's rational or not. The consumer thinks what the consumer thinks, and it's our job to change that perception in a positive way. So, Paul, would you say consumers going to do what consumers going to do? I've heard somebody put it that way before. <laughs> consumers going to do what consumers going to do. And we going to do what we going to do. And what we going to do is go into the All Things Used Car Room right after this. We hope you join us there on Clubhouse. Mm. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get some car sales done tomorrow, will you? Just sell something.